what is going on everyone happy wednesday welcome to another episode of vba live this is episode five i will once again joined by my co-host prospect how you doing tonight man doing good doing well starting off the week a little better than last week um so that is good nice always good always good how uh speaking of that how was last week were you in paid were you not last paid week, how and yeah, what no. shifted into this week last week was like atrocious it's <laughs> like it was one of those weeks where i was like cool i'm never gonna play this game ever again um i i think i finished i did cash league last week because the week before that i was real hot i was like 12 and 2 the week before that and then last week i was 2 and 12 um Ooh. And it did get to a certain point in the week where I was like, all right, I'm not going to make it into the top four. Um, I'm not going to win the soul. But, you know, even last place gets more dimes than you would finishing first in the free league. So I started to experiment a little bit with some lineups. lineups. Um, it didn't work. But uh, I'm in free league this week. And I'm starting off with all wins, so um, it's it's looking good. You love to see what it. I love you? to see you it. You did free last week, right? And it, I, I had a heartbreaking week last week. I was this close to making it into competitive, and okay. just the way that the RP worked out, the end of it, I missed the cutoff by I think four RP. Ooh. So slowly crawling my way back up there. Yeah. But this week, still in free. A few changes. Sure. So we both started our, we call them our G League teams. Yeah. Basically just a farm team for both of us. And I know for myself, I wanted to do some experimentation around just cost-effective builds sure. and to see where that went. So I, I took some players from my existing team that weren't being actively played, pushed them down, supplemented that by buying, I believe, two to three players and yeah. saw some really cool, good performance. I started off 2-0 in the practice league and then was put into intermediate, I believe. I'll have to double check okay. that. And in doing so, I guess right before the start of this league, I took my best performers and I pushed them up, promoted them to my main team. And now my right. G League team is just getting absolutely dunked on. I lost a game by 45 yesterday or this morning i don't even remember i blacked it out it was so bad yeah and you can never speak of it ever again never again so this is chat this is the last time you're gonna hear of it but the important thing is i'm not too heartbroken about it because i took my best players up replaced them with kind of filler players with the hope of just expanding my dimes accumulation week over week so right. i have excess players i know you have excess players and just kind of, hey, let's take these players. Let's fill in some gaps. Let's make the most of our dimes. We'll talk about why we're doing that later. But I want to hear more about your G League team, kind of your process behind that and what that looked like. Yeah, so, you know, it got to the point where I had, I think, like like 16 players. Um, and, I, and obviously the box office came out, which is a huge... Um, a huge deal when you have that many players because they were all sitting there. They were sitting, you know, sitting on my bench. Um, I wasn't even using half of them. Uh, I wasn't using more than half of them. I have my my main players, 
which is, I think, something that, you know, your, your, your core team, your starters, right? Everybody talks about it. Um, and then I have the players that I switch in and out, dependent on who I'm playing, if they're predictable, whatever, whatever. But I had so many players who were just sitting there, sidelined. Um, and I'm, I'm, you're losing out on dimes. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it, there's, there's no use for them sitting there. And I didn't want to sell them because... You know, I, I mean, look, the rough, the market's rough right now. There's not a lot of quality out there. Um, and I didn't want to have to, you know, lose, sell them cheaper than I bought them, whatever, whatever. So kind of like you're saying, it's just a farm for me. Um, there's, I took my weaker team, my weaker squad, and I threw them on a new team. And, uh, you know, hopefully they'll get me some dimes this week. Um, I will say I did put... Jesus Moneyball Ortiz on my G League um, simply because like I, I just have I have better centers now. I have better center and better power forward now. Um, and he has been MVP three games in a row. So he has risen from the dead and uh, he is making an epic comeback. I'm just happy the legend that is Jesus Moneyball Ortiz lives on. That, yeah, that's all, that's all I really want. You bring up some good points there talking about your G League team, you know, maximizing dimes. The market yeah. is a little tough right now. Things that are good out there, I feel like, are selling super quick. Sure. And the one thing that I kind of do with my team, I'm not sure if you do this. We haven't really talked about this much, but I have a separate stat, not stat sheet, but kind of my overall VBA PL sheet. So, did I buy a pack for a player reroll? What did that cost? all of my player prices. What do I need to sell them at to get a profit? Yeah. Did I win anything in the box office? So it's basically accounting for all of my expenses and gains in VBA and looking at, you know, what is my average return on player? What do I need to sell sure. players for? And just helping me kind of optimize those decisions. And so right. I'm now with this G League team added a whole nother dimension of, you know, optimizing dimes for marketplace because that's an opportunity for the box office for returns sure. or do I go ahead and sell? So yeah. very, very interesting. We'll talk about the box that's, office more in a minute. Yeah. That's interesting though. And, you know, I do think that that's important to do. Um, you know, I'm curious. I wonder if like, you know, I saw B town, I saw you in here earlier. I don't know if you're here. Like, you know, I wonder if B town or SMUP or like Zoskin, like these players who have these guys, GMs who have like hundred plus like players or whatever, like I wonder if they keep track of that. Um, I personally don't. I probably should, um, but you know, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I, I the soul that I have in the game right now. Like I've talked to you about this. One of the I'm, I'm fortunate enough that I get a lot of the soul that i you know my hobby funds my hobby right yeah a lot of branding for like zed run people and more often than not i take that eth and it's going right into soul for this um so it's kind of like funding me here almost but um i should start to do that because that's like a really responsible thing to do um and it's good to know what you're putting in and what you're getting out of it um especially now with the box office which hey i know you you hit your first your first raffle win. I got I got lucky. I got lucky. I like it because for me it adds a whole nother layer of being a you know quote unquote GM and sure. yeah, looking at you know the makeup, the cost of the team, 
Is it worth, you know, spending that extra soul to try and get this player? What's the potential resale yeah. like if it doesn't pan out? Just tons sure. of different factors and layers. Yeah, maybe I'll set that up, um, you know, as soon as I can. <laughs> That's interesting, yeah. All right, let's head over to the board and get started with our first segment of the night, the tip-off. The first thing I want to talk about tonight was this cryptic tweet that came out with a nice silhouette, which ended yeah. up revealing that John Wu is now the commissioner of VBA. So big congrats yeah. to John Wu. Definitely. But we talked about the silhouette right before stream, and I had a picture up just because I was confirming some things, and you kind of made that connection. I was like, oh, yeah, I totally see that. Because yeah. I had the thought that it looked like someone, but then I just kind of forgot about it. And then you brought it up. So I'm, I'm going to give you the credit on this one. But who did you say it looked like? Um, I mean, it looks like it might be Adam, um, Adam Silver. I, I agree. I don't have, unfortunately, the actual picture handy. I might have to pull that up yeah, on my other uh, browser. You know... I wouldn't have thought about that, but only the the caption is, you know, every league has one. And then obviously we found out that um, they announced um, announced John as the commissioner. Um, very, very big deal. bald to me. Very bald. Yeah, I can't yeah. find the picture on Twitter, but there's the official announcement. John Wu named VBA commissioner. Today, the Virtual Basketball Association officially announces appointment of John Wu as commissioner. Statement from yep. Commissioner Jay. The VBA is poised to be the future of sports. I'm proud to serve as commissioner and will work tirelessly to serve our community of GMs. Let's ball. You know, I, I will say, now that we have a commissioner, I hope the roughing stays, stays fair. I just watched on <laughs> Netflix about the whole big scandal where the guy had some issues with maybe or maybe not fixing games and is no yeah. longer refing. So I'm just, I'm going to have my eye out on these refs, John Will. What is that? Um, the flagrant foul thing mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. yeah, I heard about that, but I haven't watched it yet. It was good. I, uh, I liked it a lot. Oh, here we go. Here's a picture. I've got a picture we can throw up. Boom. And yeah, Wait, where did you get that? Where did that come from? So that's John Wu's profile picture now. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. I gotta look at Adam Silver. He has glasses, but that's, that looks like Adam Silver. It kind of does, right? It kind of does. A little younger, but I can see it. Yeah, for sure. That's funny. I like that. All right. So next thing I want to talk about, which you already kind of hinted at a little bit and discussed, but the box office. Yeah. So it is up. It is live. We have a variety of different things. So you can get sole underdog players, random players. Oh, yeah. Some of these are selling out pretty quick. Some of them not so much. It, it, but you know what? I, I track them. So I haven't. I entered one mm -hmm. and I instantly regretted it. I entered one and I put in like, you know, it was the first day they announced it. And I was like, I was like, this is sick. Like, I'm so hype on it. Um, and I think I did like 10 in, in each or whatever. And then I was like, what am I doing? I should wait until I have like 100 and just throw them into one. You know what I mean? 
Um, and I've been trying to watch to see if any of them are like, you know, like that one right there, there it's like, uh, 343 left out of 350. Like yeah. if it gets down to like four minutes left and that's all that's in there. I'm like, I'm going to throw in everything I have, um, <laughs> just to maximize my potential win. Um, but yeah, that first day I put like 10 dimes in, in, each raffle that was there and then i came in to check and it was like you didn't win anything and i was like well no shit there's like <laughs> a thousand tickets being drawn like yeah that makes sense yeah it's totally a numbers game and i think it's like just a time of just stacking up so my strategy was you know i have my two teams i had a total of 86 mm -hmm. dimes between both of them and i looked at this one sole drawing only 350 entries and i threw all 86 into a out of a 350 entry so i mean that's do you know if it sold out i don't think it did uh, i can confirm that real quick i mean that's like i just did the math quick it's it's just about 25 percent. it's right under it yeah so um, i had 84 out of 337 tickets so yeah, yeah I, just under 25 percent of the tickets so i said you know what it's there's no value to dimes and we've talked about dimes right. in the past. It is not a, a currency. And I think this Which makes a, so awesome. I think this I makes a really it. great case for that. Like it doesn't need to be yeah. this utility provides value for it. And yeah, I'm yeah. going to throw my dimes at that. And I got lucky at my 25% and I won. So I am over the moon. So happy. I claimed, yeah. I talked about this in a chat with some other people the other day. If you win paid league or anything in the box office, you don't get it automatically. You have to go redeem it or claim it. So be right. sure you do that. You go to your profile. Yeah. There's a redeem section at the bottom. Make sure you do that. Yeah. B-Town is saying the player drawings are going so fast. And I swear I woke up the other day and I, you know, I wake up and I'm like laying there and I check, go on discord. And I saw someone be like, Oh, there's another player drawing up. And I was like, sick. And I went, I got up, I like got ready for the day. I logged back on and it was sold out. And I remember typing in the chat and being like, yeah, does anybody know what's up with the player drawing? It's blacked out. And someone was like, it's sold out. And then I realized it literally says like zero tickets remaining. And I was like, holy crap, that went so fast. Yeah. It's, they are flying off the shelf. This Have is something they, that... I, I go ahead. I was just going to say, I don't think this has been released but have they shown which players have been given out as those random drawings i don't think so i'm not too I'm sure so curious about that john yeah. lee i see you in here let's get let's get that thrown in the discord or something i think it I follows like the distribution of the player rarity so i think it's what like a one percent chance of getting a oh, legendary i think i could be wrong yeah, um, I was just thinking they just someone picks it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So B Town was talking today, this morning about is it okay to just throw all of your dimes? So let's say I have 350 dimes accumulated. I see this yeah. 343 out of 50 remaining. I'm throwing 343 dimes in there. Is that cool? Is that fine? Is that okay? like morally versus like yeah <laughs> you know like ethically like obviously I mean, you can do it yeah i mean look like i get it i get i get the people who would say like no give everybody a chance but 
I'm not here to give it like I'm not entering to give everybody else a chance. I'm entering to maximize my chance of winning. Right. I see it. It's it, I don't know. It's it does feel dirty. Like I see what John Lee is saying, and I, I did see like B Town saying, you know, he felt dirty. Um it feels dirty. I think I don't know. I haven't had the opportunity to do it, but that's what I'm working towards. <laughs> So I'm not dirty yet, but I plan on being dirty. <laughs> I, 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 guess... I, I see. It and I think it depends also because there are people who have like, you know, 50 teams and like, it's a lot easier for someone like that to do, um, you know, to, to throw, you have like, what if you only have 10 dimes on each team in your wallet and then you you throw them all in on one, like you could fill up the, the 500 one. You know what I mean? And I think that's a little, that might feel or come off a little bit dirtier than like you work your ass off on one team, which is what I'm doing. Like I'm working my ass off. I'm checking lineups. I'm setting lineups I'm buying new players. Like, and I'm waiting like, you know, two, three, four weeks. And then I'm going to, get real dirty and try and fill up a, uh, a raffle, but I don't know. What, what's your take? I I'm all for being dirty. I'm as uh, yeah. cubes put it first degree dirtiness. It, you know, if, if you have them cool and if yeah. you're, I mean, it's, it's hard to like tap it to get away from that. So either one, yeah. you've got an amazing team or two, you have tons of teams. And again, you're just, you're just putting 10 in, from all of your teams, you can't really cap it or prevent it just because of the nature of the way wallets are set up, in my opinion. So I don't, and I don't see a problem with it because at least right now, and this is obviously subject to change, but just with how quickly these are coming through, I think just there's enough frequency just anecdotally for people to be able to go in and have a chance. Like I put in all yeah. of my 86. I'm going to be out for a few weeks now. You know, it's not yeah, something exactly. that recharges in a day. So I'm going to be out for a few yeah. weeks. I think most people will be out for a few weeks if they did something similar. So I think it's just going to come and go in waves and you've just got to find your spot and what makes sense for you. Yeah. And I think that's a good way to put it is like, you got to make, you know, find your spot. And also Gigaman has a good point in chat too. Is like, we still don't know what else they're going to throw in there. Absolutely. Um, I do like the, you know, I like that the player drawing is 500. Um, let me double check before I say what I'm about to say. Let me hop in the box office. And yeah, like there's an underdog right now. It, it says, it doesn't say one random player. It says one underdog. It's 350 tickets. Um, I like that the 10 soul was like, you know, 10,000. Um, I think they're doing a good job balancing like the potential um, entrance versus the prize. Um, and we talked about this really early on. We're like, I think the first image we got of the box office, it said like all of the prizes, it had infinity for the entrance. And I'm so happy they didn't do that. I think this is amazing utility. And I'm so happy that dimes are not a an actual cryptocurrency, at least for now. Like, I think this is great how it is. I'm still waiting to see the results of the that survey that everybody filled out because I'm so curious how many people were like, 
I'm not doing this to, to make money. I'm doing this because I love basketball and I'm a nerd. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that survey too. I hope those results get released. And I think you kind of hit on it there. Like that is the key to keeping this sustainable is adjusting those numbers based off of, you know, their treasury, how much soul could they give out and then adjusting Mm. the tickets for that. Um, just to get more people again, involved and try and stimulate actions. I think like for this to be successful long-term, it has to encourage and get people excited to play, to make the, to make playing worthwhile to a degree, not necessarily profitable. And yeah, I think just fluctuating the total amount of tickets is, is really key here to this. So we'll see what happens. The team has done a great job so far with things and who knows. I'm curious when like merch is going to pop up in there. Oh shit. I forgot about that. It'd be hard to do like, um, like a flash sale sort of deal because obviously there's so many players like all over the world, um, time zones, you know, stuff like that. But I'm curious if that will ever be a, a thing where it's like, you know, they're putting in like a two hour drawing where it's like 50 tickets or something like that. Um, will be will be interesting to see how it uh evolves but for like a you know not an alpha but like an early version or v1 of the um the box office it's 10 10 out of 10 so far 100 10 out of 10 100 yeah. jtil brings up a really cool point i think it's a yeah i think an important reminder we want to continue to make this box office isn't going to be the only distribution of rewards other incentives, events, etc., are in the plans, which is super, super exciting. Ooh, a six nine wants a VBA headband. I do too. I want a hoodie and a headband. That would be. I need a shooting sleeve. I was just about to say that. <laughs> I will. I will gladly admit. I said last week that, like, when I was younger, I wanted to be Allen Iverson. I straight up like learned to play basketball with like a shooting sleeve and a stupid headband and. <laughs> like had no hair you know what i mean like i i was I all about down on some luck you might have to take up a picture of that please tell me you have one somewhere <laughs> i'm sure i'll find one <laughs> all right let's move on to our next segment of the night being our game of the week so this week uh, i think you picked an awesome game being not my second team versus let's forking cook what a great name i love let's yeah. forking cook yeah and this was a very interesting game this is another rec league pick and mm-hmm. let's go ahead let's dive into the results and see what we have here just an absolute yeah. bloodbath of a game 84 81 you, you don't quite see it here but look at the the box score quarter by quarter 28 over yeah. or 20 over 18, 23 over 22, 25, 25, 17, 15. And I, you know, and honestly, like I, I hopped in the discord earlier and I was like, who had a good game this week? Who had a close game? And I think it was, um, Kenny, um, was it like Kenny G? I think is his, his username on there. Discord name was like, look how close this game was. And I started looking into it. I was looking at the game flow and I told you earlier, I, I zoomed in and I was trying to count the like the lead changes. I think there was like close to 20 lead changes in it. It was a crazy game. Yeah, look at this game flow, Chad. You, you brought that up too when you were talking about it. Like that is just absolutely yeah. 
insane. If I am not my second team, at this moment, when I see this start to go flat, I'm having the biggest panic attack and just screaming at my computer. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely wild game. And yeah, like nothing too crazy stat-wise that was like, oh my god. You know, you you did something. Yeah, some players look like they were pretty efficient. Others not so much. But just yeah. super, super, super close. Let's fork and cook yeah, severely out rebounded the other team though. Yeah, I was looking at that. Um, yeah, rebounds and assists too, which is also you know I know we've talked about that on the show before. It's like, do you actually need assists to win or not? That is a great question. Apparently, maybe in this example, it might have helped. I yeah. think assists matter to a degree. I think B-Town right. also mentioned this a little bit this morning. It depends on your just shot hierarchy. Are, do you have a lot of people that are going to be shooting on your team? Like that, I view that anecdotally as, okay, I have a lot of shooters. I need a lot of assists to feed them. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just going to be kind of a mess. Um, mm. Great question in chat from B-Town. We're going to hit that at the end of our stream during a team talk, but I'm going to set that aside, B-Town. Thank you. All right. So this is our game of the week. Absolutely insane. Congrats to Let's Fork and Cook for both having a great name and for the very close win. I also love the name Obi Thrawn. That's just incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Huge Star Wars fan. Okay, so now let's talk about our free agent finds. So before we give our picks of the week, I want to talk about, and again, yeah. you brought this up, thankfully, right. for the reminder. I appreciate it. But John Wu's pick last week got picked up by Keith. John Lee. John Lee, thank you. It uh, might have even been Charles. I think it was John. Joe, I don't remember. Okay. And so on the Crimson Ballers, if you look at career averages, doing yep. okay. So points down a little bit, but field goal percent is up significantly, but only two games before it was on C. Uh, Soskin's team. Yeah. Three point is close. Free throw down a bit, but again, only taking, you know, one to three shots. Rebounds up a little bit. Assists down slightly. Blocks kind of negligible. Steals up. And it's some flat thing. So it just seems the biggest takeaway I have right now, more efficient shooter. But I'm happy to see that VBA player 11507 is getting more playtime. Keith, if you watch this, please name your player. I'm begging <laughs> you, please name your player. And, um, you know, it's also, I want to say that while he's got those averages, it's only because of that, you know, there's an eight point game, a 10 point game, a 13 point game, but like his last two games, he was 12 for 21 shots, 57%, 27 points. And then, and then 80% and put up 29 points. Like, no, it's, it's only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It's only like 10 games in. Who knows what will happen once, you know, he hits 20 or, or more. Um, hopefully those numbers go up. But, uh, yeah, that was a good pickup. Um, if anybody else in chat has ever bought one of the free agent finds, let us know. I think it's fun to um, 
to follow up like and see how they're doing. So two of his three struggling games were against defensive guards. Yeah, I noticed that. And the weird thing, that eight-point game, I think mm-hmm. was was just a bad game for him. It was against a um, a shooting playmaker, if I believe. Yeah, you are correct. Shooting playmaker. Yeah, and it was just just a bad game. And you know, that's there's variance. Um, that's an example right there. Absolutely. So very, very interesting. Very cool. Thank you for bringing that back up. I'm glad we got to take a look at this. Keith, please name your players. I'm begging you. (laughs) All right, we'll get through these. And then, so moving on to my pick. Yeah. Here we go. My pick is a player named Point Forward. Surprisingly, they're a shooting guard, small forward. Um, point forward. So for this player at 3.2, that's a little higher than I would normally like to go for a free agent find. However, what really drew me to this player is that there's another dual position, and this is an underdog special on the market, has one season of experience versus eight. But that special is going for six and a half. I think I have them up. Yeah, I do. Right here. Uh, for six and a half soul. So yeah, you look at points, more points, slightly fewer rebounds, but very close. Fewer assists, but a much more efficient shooter. 47% versus 54%. And for near similar performance across both positions, you know, there, there are certain things like... You know, turnovers are a little bit better for the special in terms of uh, committing more turnovers, or sorry, fewer turnovers. Rebounds, again, difference. Slightly assists, slightly different. But for the price, 3.2 versus 6.5, I'm taking this at 3.2 for the value almost every single time, nine times out of 10. Sure. And I, I just, it's, it's a little high, but, but pretty, pretty solid. Um, yeah. If we look at John Lee's at 3.0%. So overall career 28, six and career 33. So slightly, yeah, slightly better there too. So I just, I think it's a solid shooter. Great true shooting percent for the position. Not the lowest of prices, but I think comparatively, and I don't mean to dump on anyone's player pricing, but, you know, underdog versus special, I'm going to take this underdog every time. Mm. What do we have this week for your free agent find? I might be about to switch it up. Again. Dun, dun, dun. Golden Glowmaster says, I'm just waiting for this to have some gameplay footage. I'm sorry, but you may be waiting a while. That's... Yeah. Long, long, long off. Yeah, they uh we had the, the team has confirmed that it's not really a priority right now. Um, but maybe down the line it'd be it'd be interesting to see how they, they pull that off. Um, you know, I, I imagine the next iteration would be closer to the like ESPN sports cast where you just see the dots for the NBA players, but I have no clue about programming. That might be a nightmare. Um, okay. 
two things. First of all, John Lee saying Mr. Barcode one one five oh seven is really incredible. <laughs> um, and my free agent find, I'm gonna go with five three six three. It is a um, special uh, small forward, power forward, versatile forward. And what are you liking here? Um, I am liking. You know, I, I've been doing a lot of searching for um, defensive positions, versatile forwards, rim protectors, uh, maybe like you know, a stretch big. If anybody is watching and wants to sell me one at a decent price, please let me know. Um, but when I was looking at versatile forwards, this one kind of drew me in today. I don't think I'm going to pull the trigger or I probably would have done so before this, but, um, you know, first of all, he's got one season of experience, which right, which right away should make him slightly more valuable in my opinion, um, to some at least. Um, and then let me pull up my average notes here. Um, I want to see seasons of I want to see seasons of experience drive pricing more than rarity at this point. I agree. I you know I as soon as we get that announcement about seasons of experience, we will. But um, yeah, I think rarity is still there's a premium on certain players, and I just more often than not, I'll just find a, a better or you know special or um, underdog, but. I'm not saying rarity doesn't matter. I think it will, which was also one of the reasons I chose this player because it is a special and it is cheaper than some of the underdogs uh, and other specials listed. Um, but, you know, he's he's above average in points. Um, he's slightly, like literally 1% under average for field goal. Um, I like the, the rebounds he's got is above average. Um, assists is a little under, uh, turnovers is slightly above, but you know, it's a good, it's a good buy for me, I think, because the price, the general stats, uh, nothing, I don't see a single stat where I'm like, this is absolute doo-doo. It's like, so under average, um, that no one should ever buy it. Um, points against, let me look at the point differential real quick. Um, I did not write that down. What is this? Five, three, six, three. Um, it looks like, oh, so many numbers. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, is, is, it's decent um positive is he positive yeah yeah it's not incredible but it's positive take it but positive yeah is positive. i just thought you know compared to what else is out there it, it looked like a good buy to me um there's there's not a lot of vfs listed right now um there's not a lot of quality in general listed from what i was seeing but one two three four I'm only seeing 13 listed and this is a, as a, you know, an hour ago before we started. So maybe that's changed, but um, yeah, quality wise, uh, looks look like a, a good free agent. Nice. I, I like it. I like it. And again, yeah. I think value for the, for the rarity there and seasons of experience yep. that gets me excited.
Yeah. I've seen some players that are like, oh, I kind of like that. That could be maybe good G League, see what happens. Yeah. And I'll look at seasons of experience and it's nine. And then I just pump the brakes yeah. back off a little bit. And I, it's really starting to factor more and more into my decision making. Yeah, me too. Like I said, I, I, I mean, it's been a week since looking for, since I started looking for a, uh, you know, one of those defenders and, um, there have been some really solid ones sent to me. And every time I look, it's like eight seasons, nine seasons. And I don't think there is anything wrong with buying those. Um, but like I'm getting wins right now. I'm not like, you know, super desperate for it. So I'm waiting for that one that I do really want to pop up. And I'm hoping when it does, it's it's got lower seasons of experience. It, seasons of experience, like eight to nine range. It's like burnt toast. Yeah, I'm going to eat it. <laughs> But it's not as great as a perfectly toasted piece of toast. Sure. Yeah. That's yeah. Burnt toast like done. I'm gonna start calling all of them burnt toast. Maybe we'll start a yeah. burnt toast team. Watch go. out. All right, let's shift gears once again into around the horn. Today we are going to be talking about very exciting things. Our giveaways. So last yeah. week we gave away a player. And that player is, oh, shoot, this is uh, Kirks. I've got to swap that back out. Do you have the, the number on hand? Yeah, I can look I it do. up quick. 1633. Yeah, there we go. Sorry about that, chat. Okay, we are up. Midas Touch. Love the name with the golden fro. Oh, that is... Jeff's kiss to Crypto Brojo. Yeah, that is name. that is fantastic naming. He needs an award for name of the year. That's beautiful. <laughs> I I love that. Midas touch with the gold hair. So how how is Midas doing? So 17.4 points on average, 5.3 rebounds, 6.7 assists, field goal percent at 48.3 across 10 games so far. Looking pretty solid. I see a, a 10 point game in there, two 10 point games, but overall pretty decent. I had a 66.7, uh, oh, three point game. What is his three point percent? Oh, 35. Kind of bouncing, bouncing around a little bit, but ha again, happy to see he's being used and seems yeah. like kind of a solid all arounder for being a underdog dual position one thing i didn't look up that maybe we can do that in the future but i want to see how often he's been used at small forward versus power forward i like that combo a lot and it's not something i necessarily see much on the market so very very cool any thoughts on midas touch um i am pulling up those numbers right now um, so it looks like, I think he's only been used, um, at small forward right now. Interesting. How many games? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yep. Only small forward games. So hmm. I, I also would be curious to see if he's played at point forward, how he does. Um, you know, one thing before we move along, this is totally random. Um, but one thing I have been doing a lot more this week 
for the first time, like literally the first time, um, I've started playing certain players out of position a little bit. Um, I was always scared to do it, right? And then I started playing a pure center at PF or, you know, vice versa, or like putting a PF down at small forward. Um, I even have a pass first guard who I never played at shooting guard. Um, and uh, he's been crushing it there. So I've been doing that and it gives me so much more flexibility with my lineups when you can do that and it's done successfully. Interesting. I'd be curious to see how that pans out. We'll have to do kind of a, might have to turn that into a segment going forward, but yeah, very nice. Glad to hear it's working out. Yeah. Very, very interesting. I've tried it a few times. It did not work out well, but I think there's more to it than just, yeah, I, I didn't have the, the full strategy behind it. So I'm going to chalk that up as an L on me. There you go. So this was last week's giveaway. Well, we have another giveaway, again, partnering with VBA. This was a Twitter giveaway. So even if you aren't in yeah. chat, you are still eligible to get this. And we're going to give you a little bit of time to enter in this giveaway. So to enter, this is for VBA player 3614. It's an underdog center, playmaking big. Seven seasons of experience. You don't have to worry. It's not burnt toast. The... We'll get to the the drawing in a minute, but I just want to share the link with chat. So have to go to that tweet, follow VBA Game, NBA Gaming Network, and Prospect Huddle. Comment your name, and you are entered. That's all you have to do. We'll be doing this few minutes here. I think we'll mm -hmm. circle to our team chat before coming back, but we'll do this drawing at the end of the night. So please go ahead, retweet this. We had some great name submissions. Do you want to run through some of these quick? I think some of yeah, these are hilarious. Um, more on a, uh, a housekeeping note that we should have discussed before stream, but we did not. I have that set up and I can choose the winner for that. Oh, you do? Um, oh, fantastic. You, unless you have a tool set up, um, then you can do it, but we can figure that out. Yeah, um, I've got one, it. I want to keep it on stream just for transparency's sake. Love it. Perfect. Um, there were a lot of really good names. Um, I think we can just see. stop here with this one. I think th this is really, you know, the most important one. I like that it's nice go. and at the yeah. top. Shout out Papusa Joe for wanting the name to be MJ Goat. And then Joshua Morris came in at the face jam. And I just, I can't unsee this now. He called it the yeah. bat beard. And you look at the beard, it's, it looks like here's a bat wing, here's a bat wing, and then this is the bat. And I can't unsee the bat beard. I can't, I like, it's, it's, it's just staring me down. Like that bat is ready to fly off of his face into the I, opponent. That's a good one. I don't know how I missed this. When was this posted? Oh, it was an hour ago. Vamonte's posted and said Matt Geiger and then shouted me out and said, I'm appealing to the Sixers fan and you make it happen. <laughs> uh, Matt saw... Geiger was a, a Sixers player. Um, there we go. I think in like the, like the, not like for like two seasons in the, in the late nineties, I'm pretty sure he played with Allen Iverson in his last year. I could see that. Uh, Jersey looks familiar. 
Yeah, he looks exactly like him, though. That's fine. He he really, really does. I like the barbed wire tattoo as well. Yeah. Um, some other fun submissions. LeBron James receding hairline. Sure. Uh, Chops McGee. The taxter said uh, Raul, which I really like because I'm a big fan of just like this, just like just a name. You know what I mean? Like just give him a name. Just just simple name. Will Bolton. Yeah. That was that was a good one. Donkey Teeth. Shout out to Zed Diamond Hands. Good job, Keith. Keith, you you have a name for this player. Name your other players, please. please. Bill Garrett says B Town, one of the most important figures of the history of college basketball. Ellie Peak. Like that. Remy says fly forklift banner. Big and bald. I like that. Dougie McBuckets, Clyde O'Neill, Shamar Moore. Jason, Jason Wright said Chops McGee, which I thought was a good one. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um The Goat Curry, the I'm Bald sure Nightmare Henry. The last player I bought, I tried to name him. Carl and it was taken and I was like, oh bummer. And then I was like, oh no, no shit. Like obviously someone named their player Carl. <laughs> Kenny Stevenson with this dude's name is Abner Tremont. Tremont? Tremont. Ooh. Love that. Matt, yeah, Matt Geiger. There it is. Larry David. Hank Scalabrine. Barber Shavy. Ball is life. <laughs> Slim Robinson. Bald Gasol, I really like that. Obi Wan yeah, Kano buckets. That's good. <laughs> Ted Dickles <laughs> could get buckets. Joe Leonidas, Jerome, Lee Scratch Perry, Fred Monovich, Larry Sanders, and then Raul. And Woos Brillis. Can't forget Superman with Woos Brillis. <laughs> yeah. Great names. Thank you, everyone who participated in that well i think we gave them enough time let's go ahead let's pick our winner you ready to do that yeah let's do it oh big shout out b-town here said that bill garrett helped break the color barrier in college hoops in the 1950s that's incredible that's awesome yeah i i saw that come through and i i did not know about that i'm not familiar with bill garrett but i did um copy and paste the name into google i'm gonna read up about that later that's interesting yeah very very interesting very very cool yeah. love the name all right so chat again trying to do this as transparently as possible for those of you that have been on my streams in the past i don't think bert is here so we are all safe <laughs> for the time being um so all right we have the tweet right here. We are going to load it. Winner count set to one must follow vba game mj gaming network prospect huddle you don't have to have a profile picture, description, banner, location, tweet count, any, account age, any, latest tweet, any. Want to try and keep this as open as possible for everyone. And then so we'll go on to step two here. You can see a list. Obviously, if Virtual Basketball Association, sorry, or a member of the team wins, <laughs> we may revoke that. Obviously, also, we are not included. And so 33 entries loaded, 100%. Nice. And we are going to draw. All right, chat, here we go. The big moment we've all been waiting for. <laughs> Remy. Probably Remy saying Reed is going to win. <laughs> all right, and our winner is... 
Oh man, the suspense. It's creating the draw. Tasty Gamer Boy 42. Congratulations. Nice. Here, let me um, take note of that. Tasty Gamer Boy. Let's see what the name submission was. Well, let's confirm right. there was a name submission. First of all, because that was part of it. Yeah. That was part. Here we go. Weirdly looks like Curry, but older and bigger built. So maybe like Sage the Goat Curry or something similar. Congratulations, Tasty Gamer Boy. You awesome. have won. Thank I you to VBA. Awesome. We'll yeah. Tweet them right now. Oh, I can tweet them right from the giveaway. Yeah. Boom. Perfect. All right. We'll reach out to you. Tasty Gamer Boy, congratulations on your big victory. Thank you, VBA, for your support on that and providing that player. We will get that out to you ASAP. All right, so let's head back. And let's talk about uh, team chat. It's team chat time. Chee -chee -chee -chee. Say that five times fast. I can't talk tonight. Team chat time. Team talk. That's a tough one. Team talk time. That's even worse. Three T's. So we had a question from chat. If you have questions about just strategies, play to earn, future hypotheticals, tips, anything you want to know, now was the time to ask them. If we missed a question from earlier, please let us know. But we had a question earlier that I want to hit yep. from B-Town, which I thought was a just brilliant question. B-Town says, I'm curious to know what you guys think are the biggest lessons VBA should learn from games like Zed Run, Axie Infinity, etc. Mm -hmm. Do you want to start? You want me to go first? Um, why don't you start on this one? I have right. some opinions, but I, I think, you know, the word lessons is, is a really big one for me. Um, and I think you might have a better answer when it comes to that. Sure. Some of these things may not be purely lessons more observations i'm not don't want to throw anyone under the bus too hard here yeah that's fair yeah but and this this might be a while i'll try and keep it somewhat short so some things that come to mind one are communication so communication around successes updates delays changes and then give a why behind it so your community can understand your thought process, your vision, and ultimately where you want to take the project. So I think communication mm -hmm. just across all different types of channels. So, and by that, I mean game updates, promotional, tech updates, bugs. And I just think being incredibly transparent about that is important. Yeah. I think the team is doing a very good job of that right now. Something else I would add is just long-term sustainability. And so how do you address that? And I think, one, it's very hard to do because obviously you can't predict the future. But I'm going to go back to my favorite word, utility. And my definition of utility, which is, you know, what is the motivation for movement? What is the motivation to buy and sell players? What is the motivation to play games? 
what is the motivation to be a part of this ecosystem? And you have to create for longevity, in my opinion, you have to create different avenues for different types of players. So for example, you know, maybe putting out the ability to create your own custom designer logo would appeal to people who are really into art and design like yourself. People who are trying to, you know, optimize and reduce their overall losses, like I was doing with my chart of all of my player acquisition costs. You know, I might be more interested in the soul just to try and, you know, keep my losses down. I, you know, you have people who want to go after players to try and build out the best squad. Like, I think that's really cool. I think things like achievements, awards, go after people who are just grinding to try and, you know, get the best or have the best, have their name up, you know, in the trophy case, so to speak, I think is really important. And then the other thing you have to do is just really look at it for longevity so that utility but then really look at the economics of your game and that sounds silly and is so broad and i know dimes aren't a token but you know just having insight into average amount of players that are in the game so teams how many gms are here how many dimes are they accumulating what are those dimes being used on are they being held uh, what percent of the box office raffles are being filled and just being super cognizant of those things, I think is really going to go a long way to long-term success in the game. So those would be two things that I would, I guess I'll, I'll say lessons and, you know, things that I've heard and or experienced um, I don't have experience with Axie, but, you know, I, I've read up about it a decent amount. And kind of that's that's what I would say. Yeah, I um, I mean, I agree. I think those are those are good points to hit on. I also, you know, I think the team is doing a good job of a lot of some of that um, or has plans to do things in the future. It's definitely early to, you know, re restate that it's extremely early in the game's life and the team is doing an amazing job. Um, for me, one thing it, that I have seen across multiple other games is, um, is not, not rushing to do things just to do it or just because they said they were going to do it in, you know, a roadmap or, or something like that. Um, you know, uh, without pointing fingers and stuff, it's really big to me that the dimes are just dimes right now. They're not on chain. It's just the in-game currency. Um, I don't see a need for it to be anything more than that. I don't. It doesn't need to be an actual cryptocurrency. It doesn't need to have a, a worth um, aside from what it is right now. Um, you know, not they they didn't rush to release the box office because they said it was coming soon. They they got it right on the first release, um, in my opinion. And they're starting small and they're going to build from there, which they've said they're going to do. Um, you know, seasons it's season zero, and even thinking about when when Charles and uh, John were on last week, and we asked about the seasons, and they were like, 
we don't have a timeline. Season one will come when we're ready for season one. Um, and I think that's really huge. I, I think too many games and, you know, uh, projects out there on the play to earn, play and earn. Um, I think they release these roadmaps and then they, uh, they under, under deliver. Um, and um, I don't think this team has been doing that. And I don't really see that they will be doing that at all. Um, so, yeah, I think those are the big things for me building on the communication because I do think the team is doing an awesome job with that. Um, and hopefully we'll, we'll continue to get that, you know, like, like we've touched on those, those survey results. Um, I think everybody would love to see those quantified, um, and, uh, you know, seeing like which, which players have been given out in these random player giveaways through the, uh, the box office, um, stuff like that. But yeah, I, I, I think those are the big points for me. Like it like it i think that was very very well said team keep up the great work we appreciate you yeah yeah got another question in chat from b-town what play style do you guys feel you personally have underrated the most in your roster building and lineup setting i'm going to say that i do things a little untraditionally i think and that i really look at a, a giant matrix of stats and try and identify gaps and opportunities yeah. and and kind of plug that in and what I think could work. Now, that being said, translating that out to to play styles, I I'd say I kind of missed the boat on point forward. I like in small forward and shooting guard position. I think I sold one of my point forwards too early and mm. didn't realize the full extent of their potential. I'm not saying it would have been great or worked yeah. out, but uh, I think that in those positions, I tend to like the idea of a point forward. And yeah, it's something I, I'd say probably my, my two weakest positions right now, shooting guard and small forward. Sure. Yeah, it's tough. You really can't go back and look at the players you've sold. I know we both talked about, we talked about this the other night too. It's like, I look at the players I've sold and I'm like, shit, what was I thinking? Like, that was a good player. Um, also, for everybody in chat who is listening to this now or in the future and heard MJ talk about how he does things a little untraditionally and looks at a whole matrix of, of stuff, I have seen the matrix. <laughs> It is a lot of stuff that he looks at. <laughs> um, but for me, I definitely think, um, you know, I, I benefit um, from some of the, the stuff that MJ looks at um, and get the insight there. But, you know, uh, I mean, B-Town, like we were talking earlier. I know for a fact my my most underestimated or underrated, I guess, is all of the defensive positions. Um, I have like, I do have two defensive guards who I don't play that often, who I think are pretty decent. Um, but I don't play them just because like, 
I can't really see what goes on in the background there. And I, I'd rather have the players with the points or with the assists that I'm getting. Um, but I've been shut down way too many times by VFs or by rim protectors um, or even like a stretch big and thinking about like, you know, a stretch big is important because they're, they're, they're leaving the paint versus like playing with, like I constantly play with two um, point scoring bigs. Like I understand that that clogs up the the lane a little bit um, and that points might go down because of that. Um, but yeah, I definitely think for me, it's all of the, the defensive positions um, and I am trying to get them on my team. So we'll see how that goes. I'll agree with you on that as well. And yeah. that I'm, I may, I'm going to make you outshoot me and I'm going to make you outscore me kind of team sure. for the most part right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what the future holds, but great question, B-Town. I appreciate that a lot. Mm-hmm. Both of them were absolutely fantastic. Chat, we'll, we'll go a few more seconds, minutes. If you have anything else, please let us know. How are you feeling about the rest of the week? You said you're undefeated so far. I lied. I had one loss. Um, oh, no, I didn't lie. It was, well, my G League team had one loss. My my A team is undefeated through three games. But um, I feel good. You know, I think between, like, splitting my team up, getting that, that G League team going, clearing up my roster a little bit, um, experimenting with players out of position a little bit and seeing who can and can't do what, um, I mean, I, you know, I went two and 12 last week and I'm three and oh right now. So like, I feel good for now Love until it. I go three and three and, uh, 11 <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> but, uh, we'll see what happens. Well, best of luck if yeah, I'm feeling a little, I don't know, a little silly right now. If my... G League team loses by more than 40 points. So 41, I will give away a player on stream next week. Is that just until next week? Until next week, just until next week. (laughs) I like it. Um, We got another question from B-Town. Who are your team MVPs so far? Well, I'm going to answer this for you. It's obviously Jesus Moneyball or Tease. It really was for like a long time. It legitimately was. Um, It's so, it's seriously such a game by game thing for me. Um, Let me see. I have a player that I just absolutely love. Yeah. I don't know if he's my MVP, but like, he, I don't know, I, I'm feeling like an emotional bond or attachment to him. And that is, I'll throw him up here. My point guard, Declan Dimes, Danny's brother. Sure. And he is ID number 4437. Now let's just go back to the board quick. And there we go. So as a pass first guard, you look at this like 8.8 points, 5.1 rebounds, 
9.3 assists, 42% field goal. Okay, that's not great for a pass-first guard. But before I got him, he was played out of position. Since joining my team, yes. he's, his field goal's down a little bit. Um, Three points down a little bit. But his... Oh, let's scroll over here. His three throws up slightly. It's It's not crazy number of attempts there. Rebounds are the same, but assists went from 7.9 to 19.2. Averaging the same amount of blocks, same amount of steals, and fewer fouls, and slightly fewer turnovers. So I'm getting a, for what I want him to do on my team, I'm getting good numbers, and he... I'd like to see the, the field goal percent up a little bit, but it's an improvement yeah. over his brother, Danny Dimes, and then my other favorite, who I'm, I don't know if I like him more or not, but that's one of the many now Wallace brothers, Wendell Wallace, yeah, 712. <laughs> um, he's a special fundamental big power forward and center. And just since playing for me, you know, 60, just under 64% field goal, starting to take some three-point shots, which he really wasn't doing before. I uh, actually got him from B-Town. Mm-hmm. And so thank you, B-Town. That's why he's asking. He knows <laughs> half of our roster. Right? <laughs> um, rebounds, you know, down a little bit, but not too bad. Blocks up, which I like to see. Steals up. Fouls yeah. also up. And turnovers about the same. Kind of right in that middle sweet spot but i'm loving him just his field goal percent his efficiency and his consistency i just think is absolutely phenomenal so i've been a really really big fan um if i could protect Um, one player i'm probably going to protect wendell mm -hmm. because i feel like i can get other pass first guards wendell special place in my heart dual position special incredibly efficient what about you Oh, it's tough. I've got, I've got three. I mean, if I'm going to protect one of them, it's going to be Jesus, but, um, Jesus protects you. Yeah, he does. I have, I have a playmaking big. That's a flex PF and center. What's the ID? I don't think this is my, my one, but this is the one I'm talking about is six, nine, six, one. Six nine, nice. Um, yeah, and he's he's averaging oh, a triple really. double, um, and for me, he is uh, also averaging um, a triple double. Um, he's just like he's just clutch. Like he puts up, you know, like eighteen. He put up like eighteen points and and shot like sixty six percent. Like he has clutch games, but I don't know if I would call him my MVP. I think my true MVP, um, I'm looking now, I have two players that I only have like 12 games with because I did not play them that often. I always was playing this other player. Um, but let's look at 6621. Oh, I'm choosing this. him. I'm choosing this center. It was a post-scoring big over a different post-scoring big I have. 
who this other dude is a small forward, um, power forward, um, and put up 42 points last night. But this what? guy, Lithis, who I did not name but love the name, um, he's averaging 61% field goal for me and 24 points. Turnovers are 3.4, which is um, under the average for post-scoring bigs, according to what I have. Um, everything is above average. I like the steals and the blocks. Yeah. Um, the points, you know, could be a little bit more, but, you know, you're shooting like 60%. Him. I'm not, I'm not going to complain about it. Right. Yeah, nice. He's got he's got some big games. He had a 29 point, a 30 point game. Um, but you know, looking at the last team he played on, he had 18 games for them, and his field goal was 10, you know, just about 10% under where he's at now. So I'm curious to see where he's at when he hits 18 points for me. Nice. Um but I have played him out of position and he's he's a good one. I like it. I like it. That's a, yeah. that's a good pick. That looks like a fun player. Yeah. And the name is incredible. Yes. And that's where we're at. All right. Well, chat, thank you so much for tonight. We'll be sure to hit that giveaway. A uh, big congrats again to our winner. And we will see you next Wednesday with another episode of VBA live prospect. Where can they find you? Twitter, discord, that's about it for now. All right. At prospect underscore H O D L. And then you can find me on Twitter at XMJ underscore gaming X or at MJ gaming network. Thank you all to the community. I just cracked a hundred followers. Super, super excited about that. Big nice. things to come at just,